Welcome to Jobber's Masters of Home Service podcast, where successful business owners share their secrets for making your business more profitable and efficient. I'm your host, Adam Sylvester, owner of Charlottesville Lawn Care and Charlottesville Gutter Pros for the last 15 years. I truly believe that service entrepreneurs need to come together from different service industries and swap stories, share tips, and learn from each other. By getting together and sharing each other's successes and failures, we can help each other level up. And that's the mission of Masters of Home Service. On today's episode, we're discussing marketing the sought-after high-end clients. With me is Christine Hodge, CEO of Clearview Washing in Freehold, New Jersey, specializing in exterior cleaning and chandelier cleaning. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And Oscar Gill, owner of R3 Auto Detailing and Detail Groove in Houston, Texas. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. I know our guests today love Jobber. With Jobber, managing the customer experience from estimates to invoicing has never been smoother. Our listeners can get a special discount on a new subscription by going to jobber.com slash podcast deal. Trust me, it'll make your whole business more efficient and more profitable. So Christine, in your own words, what's the difference between marketing to a high-end client and everyone else? So we market to the high-end client in a way that captures and embraces luxury because we know that the high-end customer isn't going to go for the budget plan or the budget bundle or the cheapest option. They're not even necessarily price shoppers. They're really looking for a company that can be their go-to company, the person that they call if they have an issue, and that's what we want to be and what we want to market to. Mm Mm-hmm. Oscar, what about you? So for me, I have a little different take on it just because our prices are priced much higher than like 90% of the other detailers in our area, but we're not servicing the high-end clients. And to me, it's like the main thing that I'm focused on is attracting customers who value their vehicle, value our work, and have the budget to afford our services. Mm -hmm. So whether you have a Corolla or a Lamborghini Urus, it's that you you value the vehicle, you want it done right, you want to hire the right person to do it, and you have the budget to afford that service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way I look at it is our clients, high-end clients, generally, they don't want to call eight different vendors. Yeah. They don't want to gather all these different quotes. They just want the problem solved as soon as possible without a whole lot of hoops to jump through. They want you to solve the problem quickly. Totally. And there's a lot of branding involved with it too. So if you have a good reputation, five-star reputation on Google, you have a sales representative doing the quote in person, not remotely, Mm. giving them a beautiful folder or some things to look at, scheduling them when they want to be scheduled. Our trucks are showing up and they're all branded and they're consistent. Our employees are very put together. And so it's kind of just giving them the vibe that you're going to handle it. We're going to treat their home as if it's our own home and we are the luxury company to go to. You mentioned meeting people at their homes. Tell me more about that. I'm I'm curious. So any customer with a home larger than 3,500 square feet, we do in-person estimates for. Mm. And then the others, we try to quote them remotely. The reason we do this is because we can't get to every house that needs an estimate. That's just not possible with our sales team. But also we want to put our face because a customer, even in a luxury home, may not know that you can get a roof cleaning or they may not know that we can wash certain surfaces. 
is. Mm. So we want to be in front of them. We want them to see us, see what we represent, see our professionalism and have a face-to-face conversation with them about our insurance coverage, for example, what we can do, what we can offer, plans, window washing plans. Our luxury clients are washing their windows every three months. Oh, wow. So these are the things that you can't necessarily do by phone or by email. We want to get in front of them and say, hey, you have a beautiful property. We want to take care of it for you every year, all year round. Yeah. Let's give it the care it deserves. Right. By showing up. Right. Initially. What do you think, Oscar? No, to her point, too, the whole creating a great customer experience to every single person, because even I don't know if it's like this is the same thing for every industry. But I mean, we have we have customers who come with us are paying top dollar for, for our services. And they're like, man, like, I've called like four other detailers no one calls me back like you you've just by calling me back is like already a much better Mm -hmm. experience than everyone else but yeah to her point too it's like with everything that we do we say the hassle-free experience so it's like anything that we do at all with any customer that anything happens how can we create a hassle-free experience so even if it's a even if let's say we overlook something or maybe we're we're running behind on the on the schedule and we're going to be late it's like well even though it's, it's a bad situation for the customer because maybe they expected us to be there at 11, we're going to get there at 1130. How do we turn this into a hassle-free experience, right? So it's like, let's call the customer and, and give them options. We can get there at 1130 and that's time for them. Would you do the job? Or would they like to get rescheduled to our earliest next availability to, to, to suit their, their needs? So with everything that we do, it's like, how do we create a, a hassle-free experience for the customer? So that means, you know, when they call us, call them as, as soon as you can mm-hmm. back. Answer the call as, as quickly as you can. Respond to the email as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. And also, we talk with our customers every day, like dozens of times per day, right? So it's like, at this point, we should know the exact questions, the exact process, the exact mm-hmm. things that the customer needs. So our goal is to, like, to minimize the amount of communication just because we already know what they want. Like, there's no new service that anyone can ask right now that we're not aware of what they need and what we yeah. need from them. So we try to like make sure like our communication is at the absolute minimum, not because we don't want sure. to talk to the customer, but more so, like, we should be so efficient at this point, doing it hundreds of times, mm-hmm. that we know what they need. We know the exact information we need to give them. We know what information we need to get from them. And this should be, like, a very seamless, like, there should yeah. never be a point where, where they don't know the next step, right? Yeah. Like, they should mm-hmm. always know what's going to happen next. And if they don't, that's a problem. So that's, yeah. how, that's how we think about it. Yeah. yeah. I also think clients, want, high-end clients, I think you're right, does, but especially high-end clients, they want you to have a good CRM. They want you to have good technology. They want to have online payments. They want ease. They want simplicity. Yeah. They have busy lives. We certainly do, right? They do too. And they also want, when you show up, like you said earlier, Christine, like beautiful wrapped vans, for, for instance, they want to be able to brag about you after you leave. 100%. They want their neighbors neighbors look out the window and say, wow, that's a sharp company. Not like, oh, who'd they hire today? Oh, some guy. So I think that matters a lot. We care about image. We care about being able to brag about who we use. Yeah, absolutely. And your employees, like a very big initiative for our company is employee retention. And the team that we've created is very important to us. We will not keep someone on the team that doesn't fit our reputation. And that being said, every employee that we have on staff can be sent to the 10 or 15,000 square foot home Mm. and represent our brand well. And that's something that's very important. And I think it's key to growing a company that wants to attract the luxury client. Mm -hmm. That's critical. If you think about a recurring service like window cleaning, Mm -hmm. a high-end client doesn't want a different person every time just because you keep losing the guy they had last time. They want Mm -hmm. a consistent employee who comes and builds that relationship. They're familiar with them. And so to a certain degree, it also comes back to the retention culture, making sure you have employees stay with you for a long time. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah. Let's take a quick 30 second break and come right back. With the quick service clients expect today, you need to get them the quote as soon as possible. That could be the difference between you getting the contract or not. 
With Jobber, I can prepare and send the quote right from my phone before I even leave their driveway. My clients aren't waiting a couple weeks like some of my competitors. It builds trust, it wins me more jobs, and it all works so smoothly. Smoother from start to finish. Quote, schedule, invoice, and get paid. Start your free trial today at jobber.com. Listeners to the podcast and get a special discount on a new subscription by going to jobber.com slash podcast deal. If you aren't using Jobber, you need to be. Jobber has made my businesses more profitable and more efficient for sure. Christine, there's different pricing in business and generally speaking, high-end clients are going to pay more. What's the difference between say like a $400 client or job versus a $4,000 job? What's the difference there? Over the years, we've learned that the $400 client is usually a price shopper and they were going for the cheapest price, but they're also going to be a guaranteed callback. Mm. So the $400 client is going to call if there's one smear on a window in the upstairs bathroom. Mm. The luxury client knows the value of our service, the time we put in, our reputation, our brand. They just know that we've taken care of their house and they're generally not going to call back. But on top of that, they're also going to tip the guys well. They're going to request those guys for future jobs. They're going to leave you a review. They're going to call throughout the year and say, hey, I'm having a party this weekend. Can you come clean up my backyard? So we're going to service them multiple times a year. So there's additional value. I mean, there's also the value from, I guess, a PL perspective or a financial perspective of spending one day at a job versus sending a crew to three or four houses per day. Mm-hmm. The fuel and the efficiency, you can just get more done at one spot. Totally. So there's a lot of value in catering to the luxury client. Our company really wants to exclusively only cater to the luxury client outside of commercial work. Oscar, a question for you. I want to take our listeners down a path I think we're all thinking about. I really want to address it head on because it's important to me. I think it's important to our listeners. If someone drives up in a Ferrari, do you charge them more than someone who drives a Corolla for the same service just because they have a nice car? What yes. do you think? Yeah, so I get, I get that question a lot too. And it's like the thought process behind it almost makes sense. Like, well, it's a nicer vehicle. They mm. have more money. They can afford it. it right? They can afford it. Mm-hmm. It costs more. But to me, the way that we do things is it's always just based on three things. So a flat answer is no. You don't you don't necessarily just charge more because it's a it's a nicer vehicle. But the three criteria of pricing, it's always the size of the vehicle, the condition of the vehicle, and what the customer wants. So if a vehicle, if it's a, a Ferrari and it's simply gonna take longer or you have to be more delicate because the wheels, the brakes, the they're gonna get some part wet sanded or whatever, there's a heightened just an increase of like, okay, more cautious. You're gonna because uh respraying or, or maybe like replacing something on a Ferrari is just different than mm getting something replaced on like a Corolla. Mm-hmm. So there is that like actual difference. So you do go with a bit more care. So it's always just based on the size, condition, and then what the customer wants. And if it deems that we need to spend more time or more effort, be more delicate or be more whatever, we'll charge more, but not mm-hmm. just a default, you know, Ferrari charge more. I agree with that. I mean, we have set prices per service category, either based on square footage or window count or things of that nature. But the irony is the luxury homes, the 10, 15,000 square feet homes, we actually have bulk pricing in place because we're spending the day at one location. We don't have to charge the same amount per window. So once you hit a certain amount of windows, we can actually discount the windows. Mm -hmm. We have that set up through our bidding software. So we wouldn't look at a home and say, this person has money, let's overcharge charge them. We are always going to use our pricing structure and do our best to accommodate their needs at a reasonable cost. Yeah. You go to Walmart and you buy an item. doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, it's the same price. I think we should have the same 
same structure. We shouldn't just charge people more because of who they are. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. So that's really important. I think there's a lot of people who struggle with that. Well, it's a really nice house. It's a gated community, but they really are, they deserve the same pricing structure that you have everywhere else. It means you have to have consistent pricing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I, is hard. I could add to that too, because again, like if you come look at our customers, like you wouldn't really bat a second eye at what vehicle they drive. You wouldn't mm-hmm. call them like, oh, they're high inclined, right? Because mm-hmm. look at the vehicle. So let's say it's like a, I don't know, a Toyota Tacoma, right? They'll still pay six, eight hundred. $1,400 for a service. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is like people have that notion of like, well, if they drive a, a Lambo, Ferrari, Porsche, whatever car, like they must always pay for the nicest things, right? And there's a car wash down the street. It's like 10 bucks for a car wash. I see Lambos, Porsches, <laughs> Ferraris over there too. Right? So it's not like a default, oh, they have money. Mm-hmm. Right. They're going to go for the nicest thing or of course they're going to pay the premium dollar for that service, right? That's, that's why my, my big thing is like, we're going to attract a customer that values their vehicle, whether it's mm-hmm. a Honda Civic or a Lamborghini. They have to value it. They have to value doing it correctly and properly mm-hmm. and that they can afford it. Yeah. Let's switch a little bit to marketing. How do you market to high-end clients, Christine? <laughs> So Google is our number one lead source and we track our lead source. And I think it's very important to track the lead source, but Google's our number one lead source. So we do pump money into SEO and Google ads that cater to the high-end towns. So mm-hmm. we, we know the towns, we've identified them in New Jersey, and we want our website directed in that direction. And I think that's a very good investment. Our website is very professional. It looks very clean on mobile and on the computer. And the button to request an estimate is everywhere. So regardless of where they are on our website, they can push a button and request an estimate. So like you said earlier, it's a seamless experience for them. It's easy for them to reach us. Our second biggest lead source is referrals. So again, if you have a five-star team and you're hiring rock stars and you maintain employee reputation, employee retention, your employees are gonna represent the brand so much that those luxury clients are spending time with other luxury clients Mm -hmm. and you're going to get the whole street. You're going to get the whole neighborhood. And that's what ends up happening. They spend time with other wealthy people and you're their guy. Hey, call Clearview Washing because they did a great job with my home. And then you end up getting all their friends. So those are my two biggest things really is Google and referrals. And that's why I think it's important to track your lead source because then you'll know where to pump the money into. Right. Yeah, so same thing for me. I would say like 80, 90% of our leads come through Google as well, through uh, SEO, search engine optimization. And we also run Google ads as well, just because we're already ranking for multiple keywords organically. So it just made sense to kind of complement that with with Google ads. But yeah, like on us, we put our pricing on every service page. That way, anyone that's like, I just want a quick wash, $60, like, you know, immediately filters that person out. We make it very clear that we're not like a quick car wash. We're by appointment only. The pricing is like the biggest one because if they're just skimming it, like even if they just skim, like just like quickly go through that page, mm-hmm. right? they are be like, whoa, that's too much. I'm not going to call this, this provider. Yeah. They would say this company isn't for me and that's yeah. okay. Then exactly. Right. It's like, it saves them time. So they don't waste time calling us thinking like, oh, it's not $15 for, for a wash. So that saves them time, saves us time. So mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely like a benefit to both sides to put our pricing there. Another thing is just the reviews, right? So if, if you have over a hundred, 200 reviews, if they see the pricing, right, and then they look at the reviews, like, oh, there's over like, you know, 140 reviews for all five stars, they already know what to expect. Like, it's done. Mm-hmm. It's going to be expensive. We're doing something right because we have so many reviews mm-hmm. at that price point. So our thing is like, obviously, the, the big thing is the lead generation, right? Like, you have to get traffic to convert that to leads and that mm-hmm. converts to customers. But then it's, it's everything around that, right? It's like the, the photos on the website, it's the copy, right? Making sure you're actually, you're actually conveying that you are a premium provider, that you actually are much better than your average Joe, that you mm-hmm. care about the process, that you care about the, the, the experience of the customer, that you want to make sure that they're going to be taken care of, the reviews on, on Google. So that's like the, the main thing. And then obviously, like once they call you, because 
it's like you, you look at the funnel and like every single step you can drop the ball somewhere mm -hmm. so like the lead generation could be great but then your copy sucks or you write the copy it's great and then you have terrible reviews or mm -hmm. you have all that right and then you did everything good they're, they're calling you and then you answer the phone the most horrible way you can possibly answer the phone <laughs> everyone drops off and you're like why is it not working you know mm -hmm. so it's like you always gotta look at the full funnel to say from the traffic source all the way to like how you answer the phone call mm -hmm. it's like all that has to be optimized because at any point that that's not optimized all the customers just drop from that one little part that you messed up on mm -hmm. so it's the, it's it's the marketing for sure like for us again like it's ranking for multiple keywords through our website, but then make sure like picking up the call, how you talk to them, how mm -hmm. you sound, how you, you know, the questions that you ask, like everything has to be maximized to make sure you're like actually booking in mm -hmm. all the jobs. Even the luxury client will lots of times choose the more expensive person because they know that they're going to get the value if the value was presented to them during that entire process you speak of. Mm -hmm. So we've even had some scenarios where a client would request a house wash and a window wash, for example, and we'll offer them a luxury bundle and quote everything that we can clean on the house. They will choose and we call the smallest bundle the budget plan. The luxury client will never associate themselves with a budget plan. Mm. So we've taken an $1,800 request and converted it to a $4,500 request just for offering it to them. Mm, so good. nine out of 10 times for us, if you present yourself well and check all those boxes you spoke of and then present to them, these are all the things I can do for you. I don't know if you knew that. They're like, oh yes, I want luxury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. The way I look at it is, what are my clients saying at the dinner party Saturday night after they had us come to their house this week? If someone walks up to them at the cocktail party and says, hey, what's going on? Well, we had this, we had this gutter cleaning company come and they were awesome. Let me tell you, what did we have to do to get there? As opposed to, eh, they're okay. Yeah. There's a lot of gutter companies in town. But if they're, if they're raving about us, what do we have to do? And one of the things for me is, is making sure that our brand is consistent across all platforms. Vans, uniforms, website, social, TV, radio, everywhere you go, email marketing, even text marketing, all that stuff is consistent because consistency builds trust inherently in human beings. And so when you consistently see, see the same thing over and over and over and over again, you trust it. Even if you don't know who they are, it's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Christine, there is a lot of strategy that goes into marketing. You obviously don't want to be showing ads or sending out mailers or marketing in places that you don't serve, like two counties away. How have you approached geotargeting your market base? How do you do that? So we do it in a few ways. We do use Google AdWords and we are making sure that we only target the towns that we want to capture that audience. Mm -hmm. We actually do our Google ads ourselves, but there are professionals who can do this. We have an SEO person who has created town pages on our website. So we have pages for the luxury towns that we want to capture, which boost our website's SEO and directs it in the directions we need to go. But there are other methods too. So if we have a sales rep in a nice area, we will have them do a walk around and capture some of the surrounding homes during a sales consultation. What do you um, mean by that, a walk around, like uh, so, flyers? Well, we do have folders for the luxury clients, so we will leave folders with their neighbors as well mm. to try and get them to call. So there's some physical activity that goes with it too. The trucks are like driving billboards, so that's just yeah, automatically that's gonna capture a neighborhood. And luxury clients, one of their largest assets is their home. So they are all 
always looking for home maintenance. So we find that very easy. But there's another strategy, which is free, and that's on Facebook. Me and my husband have joined every town page for the luxury towns in New Jersey that hold the clients that we want to capture. And daily, somebody says, has anyone used a local window washer that they loved? Has anyone used a local power washer? There was a storm last weekend. I need gutter cleaning. And me and my husband comment, Clearview washing is excellent, or we can provide you with a free estimate. Just fill out this link. So you also want to create personal interactions through social media at no cost, but Mm -hmm. just by being on there and being involved and getting to know the community and their needs. We saw a lot of requests for chandelier cleaning a few years back. So that's a luxury service. These chandeliers are huge and they're very expensive Mm -hmm. and it should be done with great care. And there's a lot of liability associated with it. And we had the proper insurance coverage. So we added that on, but it was because we saw the needs of the local wealthy communities. Yeah. That's great. Oscar, give us, give the listeners another tip, another source of marketing that you've experienced. Yeah. So for us, our, our main one is also SEO. Like that is our, our, our major one. And this is very applicable to if you're, if you go to the, to the customer's location. So like most home service, plumbers, HVAC, whatever, it's creating service area pages. That's what mm-hmm. we do as well. That's so huge. yeah. So literally if there's nine cities, counties that you service, it's literally just creating a well-optimized page for mm-hmm. that area, town, neighborhood, whatever. So it's not like you're going to just get like this massive flow of like customers coming in through that page. But if you compound and you just keep on making a service page for all the areas that you want. And over time, there's like 10 service area pages that you've, that you're targeting because there's like, those are the areas you want, you want customers to call you from. It really helps like generate those leads. So for us, like we, we create a service area page for, I think there's like, in total, I think we create like 27 because there's that many like areas mm-hmm. around us. But right now, I think we have like 17 service area pages that are just targeting. If Houston's the main area that has like 4 million people, we have the Woodlands that's like 125 people, Spring that has like 80,000, uh, Sugarland that has 60,000. That's also our biggest way to like get that outreach of, of, our, of our website. For us, going to the customer's location, we're able to actually target all these different areas. Aside from that, we also run Google ads as well. And that's the same thing. We just target the same areas that we create the service area pages for are these the same areas that we're, we're running ads for. But the next thing that we're going to do as well is run Facebook ads. It's pretty straightforward, actually. Yeah, it, part of the hardest thing is just like actually learning the tactical, like, how do you get in there? Like, what's the correct settings? What's the correct, like, you know, how do you actually optimize that campaign? Because SEO, SEO sounds like complicated, but it's, it's pretty straightforward once you actually like start doing it. Just pick one thing and like go all in on that one thing. Mm-hmm. and maximize the best you can from that one channel before like, yeah. okay, so I'll do SEO. Oh, it's a Facebook ads. Oh, and Google ads too. And mm-hmm. just, just do one thing because like yeah. I did one thing, which is SEO for like the last six, seven years. And that helped us pass 10,000 a month mm-hmm. by just one marketing channel. And then you, and then you layer on you the ads, and then you layer on Facebook yeah. ads, and then you layer on mm-hmm. whatever to actually get you going. But at first it's like, just focus on one thing mm-hmm. and do that the best you can. A lot of our listeners are thinking, I don't need all that. I just get referrals. I've built my whole business on referrals. I don't do any of that Google stuff or any of that. I don't pay for ads. What would you tell those people? It's a good question. I do think that there are businesses there that are able to run on referrals, and it depends on what level of growth they would like to experience. Google and SEO and AI and all of these new things that are coming about is the future. It's Mm -hmm. now and it's the future. And a lot of people are online. There's less face-to-face interaction that we don't necessarily agree with, but that's the reality of it. A lot of people no longer want a phone call. They want a text message. 
So you have to just think about how the world is operating now. Mm -hmm. And if you want to experience the growth, you do have to jump on board. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of home service companies will say that Google is their number one lead generator. And to your point is then fill that bucket. Don't try and change that. I'm just going to pump more money into Google. I think if it works for them, it works for them. But I would recommend jumping on board with technology because it's making it more seamless. And I have to add that our technology, such as Jobber and other resources, allow you to automate and systemize your business, which is making it easier. So the people who are not getting business through Google likely don't have automations in place and a lot of technology on the side that not only pleases that customer in the moment, but that creates future business in automated follow-ups. It eliminates a lot of manual work. Mm -hmm. I would strongly urge our listeners to get as many referrals as they can. But what I've found, and this is broadly speaking, but what I've found is once you get to about three employees, roughly speaking, referrals don't keep up with demand. Once you get past three to four employees, you need You need to be paying into marketing. You need to be generating leads on your own. You can't rely. It's not linear. Once you have 10 employees, you're not getting 10 times referrals. It just doesn't work that way. And so I would encourage people, if they want to stay at three, that's fine. But they do want to get to four, five, six, seven, eight employees. They're going to have to start investing in lead generation. My last tip for marketing would be email marketing. I think if you're not emailing your customers, you're losing money. Whether you're using MailChimp as a platform, if you're just emailing them manually, I don't care how you do it, but email your clients weekly at least monthly to stay in their mind. I had a a quick story. I had a client. We cut his grass for years. Really nice house. Really nice client. Great guy. He emailed me out of the blue. Loyal guy. Weekly client. said, Adam, do you know a good landscaper? And I emailed back. I said, yeah, me. You know, that's my fault. That's not his fault. I wasn't telling him over and over again and reminding him what else we do. So to him, I was just the mowing guy. He didn't know Mm. we did all this other stuff. And that's when I realized the power of email marketing is staying in front of your customers because even the most loyal ones, they'll forget about you. Not maliciously. They just have busy lives. And next door, they're getting their gutters cleaned. And so I guess I'll just get that guy. Mm -hmm. But we do that. You know, so email (laughs) marketing is really, really critical and it's basically free. Yep. Yep. I 100% agree with that. Okay. So we're in the final stretch. We, we talked about who high-end clients are, why they're important, and we're talking about marketing to them. Now we've got them. How do you keep them happy? How do you keep them on board? What are some of the tiny little things you do with clients that just are an added final touch that really seal the deal for them? A nice added touch that we added a few years ago is the client will receive a letter that looks handwritten and it's from the Clearview Washing family, thanking them for working with us and hoping to service them in the future. We thought that that was a nice touch and we thought that it looks classy, like it looks very personal and that's the type of experience we're trying to create for the luxury client. That's great. A lot of things goes back to like just being just a decent business owner. Like a lot of times it just, it's, it's so easy to, to forget like just the most basic things are going to wow the customer just because they have so many bad experiences with like just not good providers. So, I mean, aside from everything we said earlier, like just a simple thing that we do after the service is we walk around the vehicle with the customer and say, hey, like take a thorough look before you pay. Just make sure you're absolutely happy with everything. If there's anything that you see that we may have missed or overlooked, please let me know. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get our, our feelings hurt. We want to make sure you're happy with the service and then mm-hmm. we accept payment. And depending on the like more higher end services, we might do a little bit like a post-care education with the customer. Um, like if they're spending whatever, however much for a, a correction and coding, 
there's a proper way to take care of it. So we'll kind of walk them through the process like, hey, like we've did all this work, but if you just take this through the car wash now, you're going to get back to square one mm -hmm. to how it came into our shop. So we give them a bit of education, like this is how you do it. This is what you look out for. Here's the links to go purchase some tools and products if you want to do it yourself or just come back to us and we can do it for you too. But we try to educate them how to take care of their vehicle. That's great. That's smart. We send photos to our clients after every stop from my gutter cleaning company. We use Comfy Cam and we send them 15, 20, 45 photos sometimes mm -hmm. of what their gutters and the roof mm. and their house look like. And they love that because no one else is doing that and they can get up there and see. And so that's an added touch that we added about eight or nine months ago. That's really made a big difference to people in their, their perception of the value they got is 10X because of those photos they got afterwards. This has been a great conversation. I'm gonna summarize it in, uh, in three quick steps here. So number one, we talked about package pricing making sure that we're offering additional service to our clients. They might call for one thing and then they really need four things. And so we give those options to them. We're marketing those people who want to pay our prices, not just the people who may not be able to afford it. Number two is make sure your marketing is targeted. One really good point was having multiple web pages on your website for neighborhoods and certain parts of town because people are Googling more localized areas more and more now. And the third thing is that extra touch at the end, whether it's the final walkthrough or the, the beautiful brochure package that you have at the end or photos sent to the client, figure out what your clients want at the very end. It's like the mint with the receipt yeah. at the dinner table. Mm -hmm. And so doing those three things would really help our listeners go to the next level. Oscar, Christine, thanks for being here today. How do people follow you and find you online? I can be found on Facebook, Christine Hodge or Clearview Washing, Instagram, Christine S. Hodge or Clearview Washing. And I would love to chat with all of my home service providers and other entrepreneurs. <laughs> awesome. Oscar? Yeah, on me, on Instagram, at Detail Groove. Just send me a message. I can help you out however I can. Well, on behalf of me and our listeners, thank you for what you guys do. You're having a huge impact on your community, your business, the families that you serve, your own families, your neighbors, your clients, they all matter. And the work that you guys do matters. And I appreciate it. Your customers appreciate it. So keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. If you like this episode, please like it, review it, share it. It really helps us get the word out and get more listeners. I'm really grateful to our listeners who tuned in today. I hope you heard something that will make your business more profitable and more efficient. I'm your host, Adam Sylvester, and you can find me at adamsylvester.com. Remember, your clients and your team deserve your very best. So go give it to them. We'll see you next time.